Good morning and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumser, and today we're going to be talking with Matt Bingham. And Matt is the Vice President of Product Innovation and Strategy for Bridge, which is an employee development suite. Matt, how are you? Good, good. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm fantastic. Would you take a couple minutes and introduce yourself, tell people how it is that you ended up um, in this industry at this time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think you mentioned my title already, which is something I, uh, you know, try not to, to push on too hard. Because uh, the reality is, is uh, a lot of the way we think about things here at Instructure um, is just going out and providing great software uh, to the world. And that was one of the things that that um, kind of brought me to the company a couple years ago. Uh, based here out of Salt Lake City, I had worked for uh, another couple companies in the area. I'd always kind of admired uh, Instructure and you know, the, the reputation they had and the type of software they built. Uh, interestingly enough, I came from a, a, a long background in IT security software. Um, so kind of this move into education and uh, HR software was new for me. But um, kind of going back to my interview days um, two years ago, it's been God, over two years I've been at the company already. Um, that was one of the that was one of the questions I got asked. They said, um, "Hey, you don't have any experience in this space. Why would we hire you to come and work on the products?" And you know, I pointed out two examples. I said, "You know, I've worked at some really big companies in the past, and sort of been. I think the way I phrased it at the time was a victim as an employee of a lot of the competitors' software in this corporate space. Um, and you know, as a product person, that's what you want to do is find these." Uh, these products out there that don't have great experiences around them and find really great and engaging ways to improve that experience for employees. And I think the other side of that is, um, you know, a lot of instructors' um, success has been to really um, find existing markets with, with uh, you know, software opportunities and disrupt those. And um, it, it made a lot of sense to pull someone in that, that, that wasn't kind of ingrained in the philosophy of the way software had built in the past in this space uh, to come in and take a, a fresh look at it. But yeah, fast forward two years and, uh, um, um, you know, the product is uh, growing and going strong and uh, adding new customers every day. So it's, it's been exciting times to be at Instructure. So, so what, what, does, what does the product do? What does Bridge do? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, by the way, you know, I know you know this, John, but um, Instructure came about uh, 10 years ago this year, um, actually aimed at the education market, right? Building a product called Canvas um, aimed at higher education uh, to go in and provide a learning management system for, for teachers and professors and students to use um, and, and sort of set that philosophy of the company of going out and building an experience focused on students and teachers that they thought could make uh, learning much more engaging uh, and actually enjoyable. Um, and, you know, fast forward those uh, 10 years or eight years since we launched the product. And we took that spirit when we built Bridge as well, which which first entered the market three years ago, uh, was to go into the that corporate space and say, hey, we want to provide a learning experience focused around employees. Um, and when you when you put the employee at the center of that picture, it sort of broadens the definition of what we've traditionally considered learning, right? Where it's not just about that learning management system, but really getting in and understanding the ways that employees want to develop and grow in their career and, and, and learn, right? We, we can make um, that sort of continued education just as enjoyable for employees as well. That's interesting. Actually, as I, as I understand it, um, the the bridge product I, I would say is 
uh, a development-centric uh, learning system. So, so the idea is that it's an entire replacement for performance management. It's a differently emphasized performance management and improvement process. Fair? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, a, a lot of the, the philosophies with how we think about um, career development for employees have, have been sound. Uh, we just haven't had really great technical solutions to help implement those. So, you know, going back to the early days of Bridge, where our first product was uh, that learning management system, a product we call Bridge Learn, um, that was sort of phase one in the journey. Uh, but to really complement that, uh, with how to drive the growth and performance of employees. And, you know, there's been so many kind of disruptions in, in the software experience around that lately is more and more companies are looking to put a little less emphasis on the annual events like annual performance reviews and annual 360 reviews and instead really want to find solutions to help drive engagement between employees and manager, managers to set up mentor relationships. It's like kind of to... to uh, create a software experience that's more in line with the way employees and managers think about doing work today. So, how much how much of the engagement problem do you think is caused by um, a failure in this area? You know, so so there's there's a huge engagement problem. And, yeah, there is. Um, and so, this is a solution. How much how much of that problem does this address? Yeah, we well, we hope a big part of it, right? And that's the that's the big stat that seventy percent of the employees in your workplace aren't actually all that engaged, and it's been that way for several decades now. And I think as an industry, we've spent millions and millions, if not bigger than that, of dollars trying to conquer this problem. But you know, one of the ways I think we pay attention to to that and and hopefully identify the the right solutions is by spending a lot of time um, talking to employees inside of organizations, right? So our customers, customers. Um, and what we've seen through our research and certainly our our one-on-one -on -one interactions with with these employees is is that dynamic has changed a little bit, right? Um, and yeah, we can put that on uh, a younger workforce, but I, I almost think it's just this more fundamental shift in the way people embrace technology and their expectations around it um, and a more modern world of consuming information much more quickly. All broad topics, but essentially resolve down to one of the, the great areas of values that employees see that they can get from their employer is to help them grow in their career. Right? Gone are the days of, of joining a company and staying there for 30 or 40 years. Um, and very present are the days of, you know, I'm going to go spend a year and a half in this company and grow as fast as I can um, and then jump to the next opportunity. So the more uh, that employers can provide great, meaningful career development experiences, the longer they can hold on to those employees. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, so you know, you know, I'm spending a lot of my time these days thinking about looking at and talking to people about AI. How does Bridge incorporate? You also know that 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 I don't think much of what I see as AI. So when I ask you how does Bridge use AI, I really mean the the technologies that people are labeling AI: machine learning, natural language processing, neural nets, yeah. that sort of thing. How do, you, yeah. how do you use that stuff? Yeah, it's a it's a big bucket and obviously one that's been 
defined just just worldwide right now still not even just industry wide um it's funny you know when i talk about artificial intelligence um with that sort of label in a, in a product like bridge it's almost where we we want to provide like a, a counterculture to that movement in a way right there's something um that we want to take out about the artificialness about it and i think one of the things we try and accomplish with our products is to really drive more of that human engagement. Like if our products can help facilitate a really great conversation uh, with your manager or mentor in the organization, that's where we see success. Um, now, when we get into, I think, more of those categories that that, that um, AI is being used as a label for machine learning, and you know, that's where I think we can just get into providing a really non-disruptive product experience, right? Um, and the more that we can um, utilize Bridge to provide this opportunity to, you know, provide learning opportunities that are very much in context uh, with what um, employees are currently struggling with, right? Um, so that can be as simple as, as you know, an assessment that we can do on employee to identify skill gaps um, and automatically recommending um, some courses that peers that have struggled with the same issues uh, have found useful in helping to improve those skills. Um, but you know, it's uh, that's one of the great parts about uh, being on uh, in a in a fast-moving SaaS company is we're always kind of looking to the future and how we can bring rich technologies uh, into the product like that. Machine learning is one side of the the amazing things that we're going to be able to accomplish with data um, are another great side of that. Where you know we uh, we're doing everyone's doing a great job at collecting data. Uh, no one's doing a great job at really answering any meaningful questions. So a lot of what we want to accomplish with the product is is uh, helping you know our, our our customers go out and identifying gaps in their strategy, whether that be a learning strategy, training strategies, or even hiring strategies. Like how do we create um, those programs to be really really effective inside of our company? And uh, you know that's that's where we're levering that sort of technology the heaviest. And always looking towards like the consumer applications, um, how we can you know you know look at the world of digital assistants and um, as those sort of uh, get their core competencies going, um, how can we uh, apply that to the employee experience? So all sort of stuff that we're investigating right now, and and I'm sure some of it's going to make it into future iterations of the product. So so as I listened to your answer, I would I would summarize your answer as we're not doing it right now. Um, um, yeah. and, and I probably misunderstood that because because as I as I've as I've watched the company, um, I know that you you use machine learning to make recommendations for additional courses. I think you have some capacity to understand employee feedback through some sort of um, language analysis. Um, and, and I assume that there are um, sort of scorings and recommendations and suggestions for improvement in the supervisor-employee relationship, all of which would have to be generated through some sort of context-sensitive machine learning or natural language processing uh, approach. Am, am I missing something? 
Yeah, you know, we're we're a technologist here, right? So we we go with the purest definition of what those terms are sometimes. So so no, I think you're right in that we're sort of waiting for that that stand, that that real definition of AI to kind of take place uh, in the industry before we push that too much into the product. Uh but but you're also correct on on the machine learning side, right? Where we constantly want to make recommendations whether that be um advice to employees um, about where their learning opportunities are, or, or more that manager side as well, right? Providing some some dynamic guidance around when employees are going to need a little more intervention, right? And and what managers can do, um, one to engage better with them, but then also as as uh, you know, most managers uh, aren't all that great at managing, mostly because they've gotten that title by just being the best at being an individual contributor. So we're providing a, a software experience that really helps guide managers. So that that is, hey, you haven't engaged with this employee in quite some time. Uh, now's the time to schedule a, a meeting with them right now. Um, or also kind of getting into those more meaningful career um, development discussions. Great, you've been talking about a lot of really tactical project stuff in your one-on-one. Uh, let's make some recommendations of career development questions uh, that you should ask them and really start to help employees pull together these career development programs that that they're seeing a lot of value in and, and uh, in helping not just get to that next promotion, but really start to set them on the right direction and what they want to accomplish in their career. I find it really interesting that 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 you you, you actually describe functionality that anybody who competes with you would call that they would they would be very loose with their language and call it artificial intelligence and. And as I as I as I drive harder at the question, <laughs> you move further away from that definition. But but you can't do the sorts of recommendation engines without a data model yeah. and a framework of what constitutes a a good healthy relationship. So you have to do all of the um, comparing and testing that's implicit in the intelligent recommendation systems that that everybody else refers to as intelligence in their, in their tools. Yeah, you know, I think just one of the, the kind of important caveats of the type of company we are is we want to be really sincere in, in the products that we build and the way we talk about them, uh, which means we sort of have this natural aversion to hitting too um, heavily on on buzzwords and things like that and really kind of overstating the definition of them. Um, so, yeah, as this fast-moving technology company, we're always looking at that, that kind of bleeding edge of stuff to be in. But but I think you hit it on the head. Like, as an industry, we're, we're overstating our commitment uh, to kind of these big terms like AI and machine learning right now. Um, we're going to get there. Everyone's going to get there. Um, but, but yeah, in some cases, we're taking uh, simple kind of recommendation engines and, and touting them as uh, the AI to drive the modern workforce. And that, that's just not reality quite yet. That's interesting. That's interesting. Let's, let's stop kicking that particular dead horse and move on to a new horse. Um, yeah. how, do you use, how do you use open source tools in, in the company? What, yeah. what's, what's the view of the company on open source? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, going back to the very beginning of, of Instructure's history, one of the very first strategic decisions that we made was to take our Canvas product and actually make that completely open source. Um, so anyone can go and, and grab the source code for Canvas today and recompile it and, 
and uh, run it for their own personal use. Or in some cases, you know, in, in other countries, we've had uh, companies, um, you know, sort of uh, take Canvas and, and provide offerings, their own kind of uh, shell around that. So it, it, it kind of gets to that, our philosophical approach to, hey, it's uh, access to everyone, right? And, and certainly when we're looking at the education market, making Canvas available to everyone has been uh, really important um, to kind of help push forward that, that, um, that, that cause of education for everyone. Um, so, you know, being the so flip side of that is, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll, I'll get to this. Well, I was going to say the flip side of that is is just to look at our own consumption of of open source tools, right? Which, as you know, in the development community, is just one of the key ways that that we build stuff. So we're always, um, you know, looking to go out, and I think it's that same education spirit, right? Uh, take something great that someone's already built and and be additive, like build on top of that. Uh, so that's just one of the ways that that we really um, embrace our software development community as well. So, so you guys are in the extremely hot, extremely dense Salt Lake City technical marketplace. How do you compete for talent? How do you how do you go up against the other um, pretty sturdy industries that are drawing on um, Salt Lake City and sort of Salt Lake City to Provo technical talent? And wh- what do you do to get them to come to Provo? Yeah, that's a great question um, because our I think our answer has been uh, really influenced um, by our discoveries as we've gone out and built more and more tools uh, inside of the Bridge product. And, and by the way, I, I, I'm sure a lot of your listeners out there can't quite tell if you're being sarcastic or not about the booming Salt Lake City market. But oh no, 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 no! It's 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 an astonishing ecosystem. I mean, it's it's and and. And there's money flowing from left to right there that is just crazy, right? So, yeah. so, so I would guess that I would guess that talent is as scarce in Salt Lake City as it is in Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, there has been a lot of demand as you know. I think the universities are just putting it into high gear to to help um, you know put more of this talent uh, into the marketplace here. Uh, but one of the good things about Salt Lake City is. People that were, grew up here like to go to school here and like to stay here, right? So that that helps with the recruiting side. Um, but you know, I think the early days of instruction and that still holds true. It was it was very much that Silicon Valley early days game of just lots and lots of great benefits and and a little swagger for the company and a bunch of free T-shirts and that makes a happy workplace. But you know, as I mentioned, you know, as we've built out Bridge and understood more about what really. Um, um, engages employees and gets them to stick around and want to be a part of the company. Um, that's where we've focused our attention really on providing lots of those great career development opportunities, uh, building out robust mentorship programs inside of the company, really ushering in this culture of promoting from within. Um, and, and so a lot of people have uh, view and structure as just that great way to come around and, and level up their skill set. And it's funny, you know, in our onboarding uh, that we do for our employees, every, every single employee, our CEO gets up and says, hey, if you've been here for four or five years, like you ought to sit down and have a little chat with yourself and say, like, are there still great opportunities for, for me to, to grow here? Um, and if not, like find your next thing. If there are, great, stick around. But I think it's that 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 spirit of hey we're going to help people grow whether that means in their next position here or their next position outside of the company like that sort of doesn't matter the the the, 
the pursuit here is is giving opportunities a place where they can come and get better at their skill set. Um, and that sort of reputation, I think, is what allows Instructure to uh, really fill up our talent pipelines and recruit more easily. And uh, you probably see that, right, in, in things like uh, Glassdoor ratings, where, where Instructure has uh, thankfully, thankfully been one of those companies that has rated really well uh, by employees, past and present. Cool. So, so another leap. Um, um, I am generally concerned about ethical issues in technology. What are the what are the three ethical issues that come to mind in the working bridge? Yeah, um, that's that's a good question. Uh, you know, that's um, that's actually one that I think about a lot, right? Because it's been weird the dynamics in in uh, this tech industry is as there have been big issues, which are certainly top of mind for us as well around data and privacy, but it seems like so many of the companies these days, it, it goes beyond that, right? That's the expectation. And 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 instead, people are looking at more the the the, the moral compass of the company, right? Um, and that's where I think we, we kind of um, uh, divide the, the gap there between what are we worried about from a technology standpoint uh, with ethics? Um, and what are we worried about? Uh, are we being an ethical company? And um, for some reason, those things just feel really tightly connected. Um, so, gosh, top three issues. Certainly data and privacy um, is top of mind for us and something that's in every conversation, uh, whether it be, you know, employee data or uh, that we're worried about or, you know, over on the education space, like what happens to student records after uh, students leave the school. Um, and, and certainly a lot of those movements around right to be forgotten. But, you know, one of the things that I really do appreciate beyond that about Instructure is has been that that pursuit of education for everyone, right? Even though we go and sell uh, products into the education market, uh, you look at the Canvas side and we have a, a free offering, a full uh, version of Canvas that any teacher um, in the world can sign up for free and use to teach in, in his or her classroom. Um, so that that feels like a really great uh, uh, topic for us to tackle here. Um, but then, uh, you know, the, one of the other things that I love is just the, the other side of that, access to education, but then access to technology, right? And whether those be through, like, diversity or D&I efforts. Um, or m- one of my favorite uh, weeks of the year is to walk into work every morning and see uh, a bunch of kids in our conference room uh, on the on the first floor here. As uh, instructor has been really great at, at facilitating uh, coding camps. Uh, so anytime you can walk into a room full of eight year olds and they can code a lot better than you ever could, uh, something good seems to be happening. So, 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 one of the issues I, I, I'm surprised you didn't talk about diversity as an ethical issue. It seems like, you know, one, one of the handicaps of the Salt Lake City market is it's not very diverse. And yeah, um, one of the one of the interesting things about the sorts of things that people do in organizations with a tool like yours is that's where the difference um, really turns up in diversity. Right, whether or not somebody gets mentored um, yeah. is exactly how access to opportunity works. Right, so so it would seem to me that there would be a um, a heavy emphasis in the company on making sure that you help your customers avoid the the good old boys club that generally is how mentorship works with some sort of 
reporting variables because your, your tool could easily be used to reinforce existing um, social structure rather than opening up opportunity for all people inside of the organization. No, yeah, you know that that that's one that's one we think about a lot, and I mean you mentioned it, right? Salt Lake is uh, it has a little bit of a reputation for not being an extremely diverse place, um, and certainly there are cultural issues uh, where just naturally more men are in the workplace uh, than women. So it's like we don't have that um, pools of talent now. Instructure does a lot of initiative. Um, with women in technology to help encourage that, not even just at our company, right, but as a culture. So we want to help inf- influence the Salt Lake market um, uh, to have a more diverse population. But, you know, I, I always claim that's one of my, um, you know, keys to, to success has been to hire really diverse teams um, because I think that's when, and you don't want to do that artificially, right? You don't want to do it for the sake of that. Uh, but I've always found that when diverse opinions come together, um, that's where the great kind of product ideas really start to stem from. Um, and, you know, hopefully that by compiling those diverse teams, that's where we can start to drive any sort of bias out of the product. Um, but, you know, that's, I think, as as a industry, that's something that we got to explore a little bit more is, like, how much do we want to completely drive out bias or kind of like what you were mentioning when you look at things like setting up mentor relationships, how opinionated can we be um, as a software, uh, as a piece of software? You know, understanding that that people can probably grow the most by people in the organization that are similar to them and have gone through similar experiences and challenges. So that's, I think, some of the we're we're just sort of scratching the surface on that, but an exciting area for us to investigate um, in future versions of the products is is how can we one eliminate the bias. Um, but then almost like capitalize on on um, the experiences that that like people have gone through to, to to help guide people through their careers. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a pretty interesting movement that's gaining steam that says you can see the diversity question and the bias question in the performance data that's already available at the company and attrition rates and retention uh, related issues in time in in job and over and over, you can see uh, if you choose to look at it, you can see how diversity is working yeah. in your organization in a proactive way. It seems to me that that one of the things that Bridge might consider doing is integrating with that sort of data so that you've got a richer view of how the quiet company actually works. Um, what yeah. makes the company different? You've, 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 you've You've hinted at this all the way through the conversation, but why don't you tick off the top three or four things that make um, in structure different? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and that, that's one of the things I think we, we tout our, our company culture as, as being one of the things that we're really proud of. Um, and we've got sort of those lists of, of, you know, values that we want to hold as a company. But you know, I'll tell you more personally, um, one of the, the the amazing things that I find about in structure is, is just, our openness as a company and our transparency, and uh, you know that that um, manifests itself in in every way. Whether it goes from the CEO of a company coming in front of the entire company um, and reading out um, the board deck that he's just gone and presented the week before, making everyone really a part of of all the the good things and and the not so good things that happen inside of the company, um, sort of stems that really collaborative nature. And, 
you know, it's it, you, we walk through the office here, and it, it goes all the way through even the details of the offices. We don't have conference rooms with frosted glass, right? Everything is a wide open space. Um, the tables we sit at next to each other, uh, the conference rooms are always transparent, and really having that that spirit of of inclusion and openness is, I think, one of the ways that Instructure um, allow uh, differentiates itself, but. I think more importantly for our 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 greater charge of delivering software um, that makes an impact in the uh, in the world that that allows us to to move much more quickly and efficiently uh, efficiently and, and really accomplish what we want to uh, as this broader collective company and I think that's what as we've gone through you know enormous growth um, you know not being that old of a company uh, going public a couple of years ago. Um, and gosh, I think earlier this year we crossed the 1,200 employee threshold. Um, so it's allowed us to really retain a lot of that startup spirit, even though we've become you know a relatively large company. Cool. So what, this has been a great conversation. We're at the um, the edge of the time slot. Why don't you take a moment, reintroduce yourself, remind people where you work, and um, tell them how to get a hold of you if they want to talk. Yeah, great, John, and I've appreciated the conversation. But yeah, I'm Matt Bingham, Vice President of Product Strategy and Innovation at Instructure. Uh, you can find me on my LinkedIn page or the Twitter account that I named years ago and I'm still stuck with, uh, at Matt Went to Work. Well, great, thanks. We've been talking with Matt Bingham, who is the Vice President of Product Innovation and Strategy for Bridge, which is an emerging development suite and what that means is it's an integration of learning and performance management. It's been a great conversation. Thanks again, Matt. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.